Hello. I couldn't remember we played it last time we were on. I don't know. Oh, it's always a it's always an eye opener. <laughs> Welcome. Today's today's Monday, right? Today is Monday. Hey, look at that! Back from a holiday. All day. So, I got a new mouse for the, the computer. Is it working? It seems to be. Well, but that's good. This, look at this. Holy shit. It's a poster <laughs> of instructions oh. on how to work the mouse. <laughs> now, all I did was plug it in, put in some batteries, and it goes. <laughs> nice. But they send you now a poster with it. Here. Just in case you're going to do some rocket science with no, it's, it. It's in 19 different languages. So right. The illegals can get a, a mouse from here and, and use that as well. Well, that's good. How was your Thanksgiving? What's that? Uh, Chris Aiken here along with Seth. How was your Thanksgiving? It's cool. It's quiet. Just uh, I just uh, did Thanksgiving with my mom and my niece, and we really didn't do anything. We had a you know we had a dinner as you do, and then um, that was it. Just hung out, watched football for a while, and came home. <laughs> well, that's nice. That yeah, I don't have a lot of story to tell on it. You know, it just really was kind of a. It was really low key. It was the first time in about a decade that it wasn't a big deal. Like usually, because my brother moved out of here like three years ago to San Diego. So, right. but we used to always have his family with us, and my kids are kind of hit or miss between if they're doing something with their mom or me. So this year they were doing it with their mom. So it was just everybody was out of town. So. We just hung out, watched a little football, told stories. My my niece get, got to hear story after story about what a piece of shit I was as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> and that's about it, man. How about you? How was it? It was uh, uneventful. My wife was actually sick. Oh, that's no good. Man, she's been she had a, she's had a cold for like the past few days, and it was kind of nasty on Thanksgiving. Is it COVID? 
I don't think so. Although last night she goes, I can't smell anything. I said, okay, well, you're stuffed up. I was like, can you taste anything? Can you taste the medicine? Yeah. Well, then I don't think it's COVID. No. It Maybe because you can't breathe out of your nose. <laughs> yeah, it's fluvid. You can't <laughs> smell anything. That's right. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I actually I cooked the turkey on, uh, on Thanksgiving. Okay. And it was awesome. Like, to be honest, like, you know, usually, like, I eat turkey and it's usually pretty dry and kind of crappy. Yeah. This thing, I popped this thing out of the oven and I let it rest like it was supposed to, whatever. Mm -hmm. I sliced into the, the, the breast there. Yeah. And you could just see the juices flowing out of it. You're like, all right. I, yeah, I was a happy camper, man. <laughs> How big was it? 20 pounds. 20 pounds? Wow. Still got turkey laying around here. Nice. <laughs> That's always good. Turkey turkey leftovers are the bomb. Yeah, there's, tur there's turkey everywhere. But it was, yeah, it was a. <laughs> It wasn't bad. It was pretty good. That's enjoyable. cool. You know, you didn't talk about it last week. How was the um, Wish You Were Here show? Oh, yeah. I forgot. I did go to that. Yeah. And, so if, and you got treated well. You should give those guys props for that. Yeah. It's weird. We haven't gotten any comments yet. Usually somebody comments. Is like commenting broken or something? <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. Isn't that weird? Well, yeah, it is kind of weird. But mm, Try commenting, somebody. Say hello, something. I don't know what's going on here. Says we're on everything. I'm going to right. rumble and see. Maybe commenting is. Well, there's your comments. My comment. All right, well. Oh, we're ghosting today. Really <laughs> odd, to be honest with you. But, um, anyways, so if you remember the last time I tried to go to Wish You Were Here, it was at the Agora back of what? When was that show? Springtime? Um... Late yeah, I think so. Yeah, something like that, yeah. And there he is. There's somebody. There you go. And so I, uh, when I went the last time, I got to the the Agora, and I tried to pull into the parking lot, and they said they had no handicap parking left available. Right. And they said that I was going to have to park in the lot where all the uh, rocks and mud and everything was. It was a rainy kind of night, and Mm -hmm. It was crappy outside. I was still kind of half in a wheelchair, half hobbling on, you know, the old leg that I had. Right. And so it really wasn't feasible for me to walk over those rocks and everything to get into the show. Sure. And when I said something, I was pretty much told, yeah, too bad. <laughs> <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And so <laughs> we left and didn't get to see the show. And I've always wanted to see Wish You Were Here, Pink Floyd, I don't know, Tribute Band, is that what you want to call it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, never seen it before, so I was really looking forward to the show, and I was really bummed that I wasn't able to go. And so, you know, you know the owner of the Agora. It turns out I know yeah. the owner of the Agora as well. Oh, you knew Chris when when you saw him, or? Well, I, I yeah, when I saw his picture, I was like, oh yeah, I know that guy. I've known him sure. for a while, and working in the business, obviously. Sure. And so I called him and let him know what happened. Right. And he was pretty apologetic and said, next time they were here, he's going to make sure that like. I got to see the show. Right. And so I was uh, excited that they were coming back. And I called, and I, I didn't call. I just texted the owner, and I said, Chris, Igor. And mm -hmm. I, I said, you know, hey, looking forward to the show. Is it still okay if I come out? And he's like, oh, yeah, 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 no problem. Right. So my wife and I go to the show. Mm -hmm. We're driving down to Euclid. 
and there's a security person right in front of the Agora. Okay. Pretty much flagging us down. Nice. And he's like, uh, Yousef? I was like, yeah. He's like, all right, hang right here. And he proceeds to move a barricade that was right in front of the doors to the Agora <laughs> nice. on Euclid Avenue. Now, there's lines of people on either side of the Agora going down the streets because they right. haven't opened yet to get in. Right. And he's like, uh, you're, you're parking here. So literally, <laughs> pull my car right in front of the doors to the freaking uh, venue. Nice. That's nice. Which was awesome. And I was like, all right, that's cool. And people were like staring, going, oh, what's this guy getting to parking here? Right. And so I get out, and then another guy, a security guy comes over, and he goes, you Seth? I was like, yeah. He's like, all right, take these wristbands. Okay. Like, what are the wristbands for? Uh, these are for your suite. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> and so then he takes us through the line. We didn't have to wait in the lines. We went around security, check-in points, and all that kind of stuff. One of the guards tried to actually grab me. I'm like, dude, I'm on one leg. Don't grab my shoulder like that. But he didn't know. He got yeah. Hey, he's fine. He's with us. And we go through everything and get people you know, through the line and everything. And he takes us down to this little box, literally probably 50 feet from the stage. Okay. And it's up a little bit, like on a higher little little riser kind of area. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And on the back of the seats, for on two of the seats, had my name and, you know, for my wife and I. Nice. And so we were literally center stage, like 50 feet back, sitting in seats. And if you know the Agora, they've taken out all the regular seating now. Mm-hmm. All stand wherever you kind of end up. Yeah. Except if you're in the balcony. I think they have seating up there. Yeah, they have seating upstairs, but not, not downstairs at all. Right. So he uh, took us, led us to these seats and said, hey, do you need anything? Just let me know. And we sat there. Wish you were here. We're awesome. That's, I mean, they're fucking fantastic. They're, do you agree with me? They're as good as the regular Pink Floyd? Yeah, just on a smaller scale. Yeah. But they still have the inflatables. They have the big round... Screen or whatever, yeah. Playing on it, and then they got all the lasers and all that kind of stuff. It was an amazing show, and they did over three hours. Wow, of music. That's nice. That's nice. Literally a, a twenty-minute intermission where they just stopped to catch their breath a little bit, and uh, it was a, uh, it was something, man. It was really yeah. something. They're fantastic, man. They're. I've seen a few Pink Floyd tributes because I'm a huge Pink Floyd fan, and. Like I've seen that Brit Floyd, which is which is pretty much considered the premier one. Yeah, and I'll put "Wish You Were Here" up against or or better than them. They're the only difference between the only difference is that "Wish You Were Here" doesn't kind of pretend that they're the actual guys. You know, they don't. No. They don't like E Rock. Does not look like David Gilmore. No, no. You know, and, and he doesn't try to. He doesn't try to look like him. He just looks like himself, but man. But they do everything like Floyd does. Like they had the mm-hmm. uh, background female singers there, and they did a solo thing, which is pretty cool. They had sure. all the keyboards. They had everything going on. Like I saw Floyd back in 94. Right. At the stadium, and it was an amazing show, but they had all the same kind of sounds that they, you know, mm-hmm. wish you were here at. It was, it was really great. I mean, um, one singer from, uh, I think he's from Cincinnati, was okay. just phenomenal. Dude. Like they really do a class act show. Now mm-hmm. I wonder, I was wondering how much they actually get paid for these shows. I was talking to a guy who worked in a, who played in 
Escape, you know, the Journey Band. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Who I think is, they're phenomenal. Too. They're really good too. Yeah, they're, they're Steve Perry is the shit. Yeah, he is. I just I saw him in another band that he does, uh, called Rubik's Cube. Oh yeah, yeah. And they're really good too. But uh, I went to that on Wednesday last week, and okay. was, they were really good. But Escape, fantastic Journey Band, good stuff. But the guy that used to play guitar, you might know Steve Raz. Um. It sounds familiar, but I can't place him. He's played in a lot of these kind of bands, and he's really good, sure. really talented guy, uh, super talented. But he was saying, I mean, I think Escape, they could walk out of there, each guy, with over a grand a night for playing. Oh, yeah. Sure. And I was trying to think of, like, what Wish You Were Here, what Wish You Were Here would get a night. Now, their <laughs> tickets range from 20 to 40 bucks to see him. Mm-hmm. And you figure the Agora probably holds what, maybe two thousand? Fifteen, maybe, probably fifteen hundred, maybe two thousand. But let's say fifteen hundred. So fifteen. What's fifteen times thirty? I don't know. You're a math guy. You're the college. All right, guy. you want me to do my math? All right, hey Siri, what's fifteen <laughs> times thirty? Fifteen times thirty is four hundred fifty. So that would be forty-five thousand dollars. Yeah, forty-five grand for a night. So if they do a fifty-fifty split, twenty-two grand. Twenty-two grand, and then you got to split it probably between like seven people. So you're probably still looking at three grand. Three grand, which is probably about right. And I would imagine a background singer is going to get paid as much as the you know, lead guys. I don't know yeah. how they set that up. I, I really don't. Yeah, well, then they'll never tell you either. So, no. <laughs> but you, I mean, you would, at the least you would think each person's walking out with close to three grand a night. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, I would think. They got roadies and the, the equipment, and all that kind of stuff is probably expensive. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know, but still, it's not a bad living if you get it. No, it's it's definitely not. I mean, but there's cost. I mean, that's the one thing too with that band. And given that they've been around as long as they are, I got to think that the first thing that they do every time they do a show is cut off some of that money and put it back into the show, right? Because that show ain't cheap. You know, building, getting those blow ups made probably was thousands of dollars yeah. yeah i mean they're amazing they really are they do yeah. a hell of a job mm-hmm. they, they, one of their shows you got to go check it out yeah i i'm i'm consistently amazed that i've seen i've seen them seven eight times now i've seen them a few not not a zillion but not once yeah. you know and <clears throat> i've seen them do different things like i've seen them do I've seen them most of the times that I've seen them. I've seen them doing just kind of random Pink Floyd tunes, which is fine. You know, it's great. Kind of the greatest hits deal. Yeah, yeah. But I've seen them once when they did. Did they do the Wall or? I think it was the Wall or or um, what's the the one with money? Uh, Dark Side. Dark Side. Yeah. You know, and and that's amazing too. They're just great, man. They're they're. They're as and, and with Pink Floyd themselves not doing anything right now. Yeah. More power to them. And if you go see David Gilmore, <laughs> all you're going to hear is how much he hates Donald Trump. So you're better off going to see a band that actually just plays the freaking music and does a good job at it. Yeah. Well, let's be fair to David Gilmore. That would be Roger Waters. Well, yeah. Sorry, Roger Waters. <laughs> let's not let's not throw David Gilmore into that lump. He may hate Trump too. I don't know, but Waters. he doesn't. Waters is a dick. Waters is a communist cocksucker, but <laughs> really is. But which I hate because I love that band so much. But yeah, Roger Waters. Dude, I, I it drives me nuts. And, and you know me, I'm not necessarily the Trump thumper, but um, 
I don't like politics being thrown at me that way. I especially, if you start putting your view out there, I'm going to evaluate you back. And it's like, okay, junkie with tunes I like. What makes you the grand ambassador of who's a good or not good politician? Your claim to fame is that you were an absolute junkie. You right. wrote songs and, and albums about your use of, of you know, <laughs> heroin and stuff. Let's not mistake who you are for, you know, being some king of liter of literary art. You're not. <laughs> but uh, you know, so I mean, that show was really good. Though. The Wish You Were thing was fantastic, and they were sure. They were great people, man. And I'm sure. now, you know, I'm starting to get. I decided I was talking to my wife the other night that I need to get more back into this Cleveland local rock scene because there good are luck. some good bands out there. There are some fun. Bands to go see, even some of the tribute, 80s tribute bands are just fun to go see at bars around town. I yeah. guess uh, Breakfast Club was playing out the other night. You know, Dave Brooks and those guys. And mm-hmm. Good people, man. Good good band. Dave Brooks is like 912 years old, but still is, is rocking. <laughs> right. And, you know, I saw him over the, you know, a few months back, and he was fantastic still. Um, but I guess over the weekend, Billy showed up. With at, Breakfast Club? At Panini's while Breakfast Club was playing. Oh. And actually got on the guitar and played a few tunes with them. With Breakfast Club? Yeah. Wow. I wasn't I there was... to see it, but I, I know I, people that were there to see it and said it was fantastic. Got up and did, of course, cherry pie and sure. did some pour some sugar on me and stuff like that. And I suppose it was really, really good. That's actually really interesting to me. I thought that their breakup was bad. Probably not. He was there. At or the maybe show. time. I mean, it has been 10 years since they... Yeah, parted company since he started Sunset Strip, but, but he, which yeah, is he, another great band, Sunset Strip. It's always really fun. Good. They, are good. Mm. they don't play out enough, though, for me. They don't play out enough, you know. Well, Billy's too busy with barbecue and his wife. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Peloton or whatever that workout thing is that he does. Now, granted, you know, I mean, my wife is gorgeous, and you know, I, I spent a lot of time with my wife, and Billy is a lucky man. So I, you know, I, I can understand why he doesn't want to leave home sometimes she doesn't want somebody else to scoop her scoop her up exactly so he's got to keep an eye on his, uh, <laughs> his beautiful bride there uh, but it, yeah i guess it was pretty cool that he showed up at the show and, yeah uh, that's that's very good good on him i know i've been talking to billy believe it or not me and him have had a couple of conversations about um some business venture that we've been talking about for about a year which is finally starting to come together so it's a podcast thing well, it's going to be the podcast and the regular studio, and um, looks like I'm going to kind of manage the whole goddamn thing because well, I don't have enough on my plate. That's good, though. Yeah. So, so we're we're in talks right now. We're working out some details, but um, I don't know if you even knew, and I don't even know if I'm well, supposed I know to that say. He got a new building. I know that. Oh yeah, he bought, he bought a building. He's remodeling it right now. Yeah. And then. Um, and then it's going to be, don't hold me to this because I don't know if this was ideas that were being kicked around or if these are ideas that are for sure happening. But um, there's going to be the podcasting studio. There's going to be the regular recording studio. I'm told there's going to be a bar and um, there's already some other tenants in the building as well. So He's not going to make it like a club kind of thing? That would be kind of cool. I don't know what he's, I, I don't know the exact, uh, we're, we both decided that we were going to get together after Thanksgiving and kind of 
really brainstorm what we want to do and time frame and timeline and how we're going to promote it and blah, blah, blah. Like Billy wants me to actually put together a plan and you know, Billy, you can't, if you don't put together a plan, it ain't going to happen. So, so we're going to, we're going to actually put together a a marketing strategy and a marketing plan. Is this true? What? This comment? Adding Mike's Michael, Mike Chisalka to the lineup. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we we'll have him run the comedy store. Well, that might be all right. That'd be great. He's hilarious. Be, Where did we he, see he he's playing? Jack Jack Holes or something? Uh, oh, that, yeah, that plays out in Maslin, I think. Yeah, Jackpots. Crackpots. Crackpots. <laughs> Jack Holes. I was not even close. <laughs> Jack Holes. <laughs> I was way off on that. <laughs> Well, now I'm going to be. I have to watch that because if he's going to join the podcast lineup of the Chris and Billy Productions here, yeah, I have to watch out because I don't want to lose all the audience that we have. I might jump ship, dude. For real, that would not be cool. (laughs) (laughs) That would be beyond bad. Hey, everybody! Biden rules! Woo! Flat Earth guy's an asshole, and Bre- and Biden rules. Yes, Chiselka and Chris. It's the Chiselka show. Look, I love him as a person, but you know. I do too. I have no issues with Mike. I have no issue at all with Mike. None. And I like seeing that. Uh, quite honestly, I like seeing that he's out there right now. I like seeing. Why? I like that too. I do like seeing. I'd love to have him on here some night. If you can, if you can find it in your heart, I'd love to have Mike just come on and talk about it. Nothing bad to say about him, other than it just wasn't the right fit for what I was looking for. Yeah, but I'd love to have him come on, and maybe I'll reach out to him. We'll have him come on to promote this um this crackpots gig, December twenty ninth. I was way too angry when he was on this show. And I just never smiled and never enjoyed doing it. And so I have nothing against him personally. I think he's a great guy, and I, yeah. I'm a friend. But I, I just, you know, I'm well, going to Bob's show, like the TV show. Sure. I thought the best show that we had when he was doing it mm-hmm. was the show when he actually just opened the fuck up and started talking about his time with Kinnison. Yeah. His career and talking about stuff that was really down to earth and stuff that he experienced over the how many years of doing comedy on the road. That shit was so interesting to me and so much fun to listen to. Yeah. I think he'd be a great guest on a TV show for, with Bob because I think it would be just fun to hear that kind of stuff. Sure. I think he'd be a great guest. I just think, look, and not not to dig up old history, but what the hell? We're talking about it. We'll talk about it. Um, I think the biggest problems that you two had is, one, you guys are so politically polar. Oh, yeah. Where, where I think me and you fit better just because... I'm not necessarily I'm not necessarily on your team, but I'm not necessarily off it either. You know, I'm really yeah. kind of you need you need you can't go with the total polar opposite. It'll make you crazy, and it makes you have real anger just to, to even turn on the <laughs> fucking camera. You, you know, knowing that knowing that you're going to say something and immediately you're going to get the opposite of it. I know drives you nuts. So that part of it, I think, was really tough for you too. And just on a personal level, and and it's something you could never explain to Mike. It's something you probably didn't even see. But you were going through it, man. I mean, you were going through losing a leg 
fucks with your head. And, and it is awful hard to come on and be cheerful and be happy and then hear that your, your points on everything are, are shitty. When you're going through enough shitty stuff in your head, the other 22 hours a day. No job, no leg. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I mean. I think Mike came in at a very bad time, too. You know, I mean, and, and let's face it, he was not a good Combs to your Hannity. No, no. I mean, the thing is, we started planning the show before I got sick. Right. So, I mean, we started planning this when, I mean, I remember like the week before I went to the hospital, I had a meeting with him at a Panera and sitting there and I was really sick at that time. Like, I right. didn't know that what was happening to me, but I knew that I had, a, I felt like I had a flu or something was wrong. Mm-hmm. I knew it was wrong. And sitting there having a meeting about doing a show and then all of a sudden the next week it was yeah. Came over for me, but yeah, I think you're right about a lot of that. You know, and, and, and I mean, dude, how, just think about your last year. Take this show, whether it's me or Mike, out of the picture for a minute. Think about every adjustment that you've had to make. And I'm talking about not the big things, but you can keep those in there too. The adjustment that you and Heather have had to have of being a couple, being human beings taking care you know you went from being 100 percent independent to all of a sudden needing her desperately you know you know having to relearn how to drive having to relearn how to walk having to relearn the dumbest stupidest shit getting a blanket off you because you're too fucking hot and you can't just kick it off with the leg because it ain't there anymore you know, and I know, I know for people listening, A, they're thinking one of two things. They're thinking either I'm being a dick for bringing this stuff up or, no, no. or they're like, oh, I never thought of that. It's A or B. You're, you're right, though. I mean, there are certain things that even still today that are very. Sure. Like people don't think about because I do have a leg now. But when I get home at night, that leg comes off. Yeah. And, and so, you know, then I'm back stuck in a wheelchair and wheeling around the house, and it's a pain in the ass. If I want to mm-hmm. get up to get, like, something out of the, the cabinet, I, I yeah. need her help or I need to put a leg back on and get up. Mm-hmm. Or Overnight is like, the worst because, you know, it ain't easy at 3 o'clock in the morning if you got to get up and go to the restroom yeah. to just put all this stuff back on. It's not as easy as just <laughs> clicking a leg on. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not like throwing a T-shirt on to go check the, you know, check the front door or whatever. It's a, it's a process. It's a, you know, look, not to get into whole fucking bathroom talk, but let's face it. We've all woke up at three o'clock in the morning, really having to piss. Oh yeah. Every one of us have had to do that. And every, every other one of us jumps out of bed and runs in that bathroom before we piss ourselves. But you gotta, you got to wake up. You got to get situated or you got to pull a chair over or one way or the other. You got to wake your chick up. Yeah, pretty yeah. much in order to do it and you know I, it's all it's a thing it's it's it, and that's kind of my point is you were in such a place of really everything that you do had to be relearned and you were trying to start something new with somebody you'd never worked with at the exact same time that's not a formula for success man no and like you I also take medication because my kidneys, when I went into the hospital because of the infection, sure. mm-hmm. were near done for. Yeah. And and so I have you know, I still take this medication, even though they recovered, knock on wood, uh, from what they were because right. the infection was just destroying everything. But 
man, sometimes this medication, I go probably, I'm up in the middle of the night, probably every two to three hours. Sure. Going to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Because of the medication, all the medications that I take. And so you're right, it's a pain in the dick, and nobody seems to understand. Well, people do, some people do understand, no doubt. But there are certain little things, like you said, even trying to get the blanket situated is a pain in the ass with one leg. It's just well, not that easy. Dude, it, it's the tiniest things. And, and and I went through it with the burn accident. Yeah. That's why I know. I had to relearn to use my hands. My hands did not work at all. I couldn't walk for a year. You know, for a year I had to relearn to walk. I was doing a shuffle step because I couldn't lift my legs, like bend my knees because of the burn accident. So I know. And little things that you can that you go through that you do every single day before your your situation, my situation, become a hassle. Dude, the dumbest shit, I'll, I'll throw an example. Tell me this hasn't happened to you and it just fucking makes you want to pull your hair out. Dropping a fucking piece of uh, silverware on the floor. <laughs> yes? Yes. And then you're just like, son of a burr. You know, you know you, you're like, because you can't just bend down and get it anymore you have to you have to it's a balancing act or you got to try and scoot it or you got to yell for your kid or something to come and pick up hey could you come pick that fork up this morning is a perfect example i was in the bathroom and they have these nice little like diamond looking fixtures yeah diamonds obviously but they look like diamonds glass Mm -hmm. whatever they're on the on the drawer and one of them just popped off when i was pulling the drawer out and sure around and I'm wheeling around this thing like in a circle trying to figure out how I'm going to get the damn thing off the ground. And it's just not that easy. It's just not. No. Dude, it, it, when I was going through it with, with my stuff, with, my, with the burn accident, the rules were that I wasn't allowed to go home until I could get dressed myself. That was the doctor's rules. Now, that doesn't seem like a, a, an extremely tough goal, does it? No. Have to be able to put on a shirt. Have to be able to pull up some pants. Have to be able to step into some slippers. I didn't even have to tie shoes. Just step <laughs> into some slippers. That shit took me weeks. And to be honest, the way I ended up getting it was I cheated. And the doctor let me go because he saw that I was innovative enough to cheat. But I got my mom to buy me one of those, the clipper, th- what do you call that? It's got like a trigger on it and it's like a grip thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a got, grip extender thing. I got one of those here. <laughs> well, these two fingers didn't get hurt. So I used these two fingers and I was gripping everything with the two <laughs> fingers because that was all I could, you know, it was what I could do. And I, I made use, it work. The only thing I use that for is grab my wife's ass when she's walking around and terrorize <laughs> her with a gripper thing. <laughs> you cooked the Thanksgiving meal too? Yes, I did. There I, you go. I'll tell you what. After I was done, I felt like I, I was like this army guy in our background here with a, like a hundred pound backpack on <laughs> walking through <laughs> the house because I was like my back hurt so bad. Sure, but it's just getting used to different things. It really is. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, with the leg down, you start to get used to you know the way that it moves. And I like tomorrow though. I'm petrified about tomorrow because I've never walked in snow. Okay. So last year, this time during the winter time, I was basically in a wheelchair still. Sure. And so. Tomorrow we're supposed to get what six Some snow freaking snow here in the morning, right? And I got to drive to work using one hand on the steering wheel, one hand on the the gas, 
thing. Yeah, right? a gas thing. Right? my car. Right. And then get out and try to walk across the snow and ice with one leg that could decide it wants to go in a different direction. Do you so, have, and I'm asking, I don't know, but do you have a four prong as well as just a regular cane? I do have like, I don't have a four prong, but I have, I do have like a, a little attachment that I bought that has like spikes in it to go okay. in ice and stuff. You should definitely use that. You should well, get yourself was, a four, you should get yourself a four prong is what you should get. Just to, Even still though, my foot goes out. The, the, I mean, it doesn't really matter if I'm holding on to the cane or not. I mean, it's going to be a little yeah. bit more stable, but it's going to be tough. But it's going to be interesting. I mean, it's going to be very interesting trying to to navigate. Yeah, the roads with one one hand on the steering. Yeah, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to drive a hell of a lot slower. You can't be going seventy five in traffic on a wet road. You know, you just can't do it. Scott asks, "Can you put spikes on the shoe?" I've read that there's something that you can like slip on that has like spikes or cleats or something that could just slip over my shoe. Not an actual cleats shoe. Mm Hmm. I could just slip on over it, and I've got to look and see how much that is or where I can get it. Sure. Or I wasn't. Yeah. You know, I, I should probably should have anticipated that a little bit earlier than I. That's good to know. It's a good time to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but you're right, dude, and and you know that that I think is is goes back to the point that we were saying. You are not in the right f- frame to be starting something brand new with somebody you'd never worked with in your life. No. And that, that made it all the more tough. But the thing is, is that I, I was kind of not only a- angry about the, my situation with the leg, but I was also angry with the situation with the job. Sure. The fact that they fired me to begin with after they promised me a job. Mm-hmm. After, you know, that lying bastard who still works over there, Keith, um, promised me numerous times that I had a job. Yeah. And then they fired me out of nowhere. And... You know, I, I was stuck. And then after I got sick, after they fired me, those management people over there refused to even acknowledge, acknowledge you or help me. or nothing. Yeah. They wouldn't promote an event that was held for me for my family. They wouldn't promote the GoFundMe that was set up for yeah. my family. I mean, I had no insurance. I had no job. and Because I had, of them. I still have bills racked up like you can't believe. I bet. And yeah. they refused to do anything. So I was angry about that. I was not in a good headspace. Yeah. Let me tell you. And I'm sure you understand this too. I don't maybe you're not the same way that I was. But there were definitely some dark times that I'm sitting here by myself. Shit, yeah. And I'm not working. No money's coming in. And I have no leg. And I'm trying to figure out how I'm gonna just live the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And there were times where you're just sitting around going, man. I wish that the wife wouldn't have signed that paper to, to take this leg off and save. Sure. Yeah, I dude, I get it. I mean, I, I, it's tough. It's tough, and and it, it's impossible to explain and to make it sound not overblown or whatever. But man, just going through something major. Which this obviously is a major. It's a life change. There's a reason it's called a life changing thing. And, you know, we all say, oh, it's a life changing event. This is a life changing event. And when you really go through it, it changes everything. I mean, everything. It changes your relationships. It changes day to day shit. It changes brushing your teeth. It changes going to the store. It changed 
Dude, when you were when you before you lost your leg, when you were when you were coming home from work, when you're coming home from TAM, it wasn't nothing. It wasn't even something that you consciously thought about. No, never stopping over at the at the gas station or whatever, and picking up a a sandwich, a pack of smokes, a, a bottle of Pepsi, whatever. You know, you did it all the time. You you can't name one time you did it, right? But you know, you did it. Oh. Yeah. Now, now, if if you're driving in your car and you're thirsty, it's a whole mind fuck process. It's all right. How much time is this going to take? Uh, is does it look like that parking lot is is paved? Does it look like it's you know like it's dodgy in there? Does, do the people? You know, I can't get away if something bullshit is going on. And you, you you process all these different things now, right? Floor is wet. <laughs> Floor is wet. Yeah, little things, dude. I guarantee you, if you haven't done it yet, you will. You'll start to go into a place, and you'll see that stupid yellow sign, and you'll turn right around. Well, I, I absolutely have already. Without yeah. doubt, I have. Mm-hmm. Because I get you, it. You know, like I was even thinking about it already for tonight because I, I usually stop in the morning to pick up like a pop or something on my way in, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there going, "All right, I'm going to get my pop or whatever I need tonight." Yeah, because I know that. That gas station is going to be the floor is going to be wet, mm-hmm. it's going to be ice or snow somewhere, and I don't want to slip. Yeah. And yeah, so it changes everything. It changes every single thing that you do. Yeah, and and it's hard to explain that to people. And what's even more hard to explain to people is that it puts you in a shitty mood. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then they don't know why you're in a shitty mood. They're like, "What did I do? I didn't do anything," you know. And it's like, well. Yeah, you, you're right. You didn't do anything. You know what you did? You put yourself in my in my space, and I'm in a bad space. It took, dude. Even I, I'm one of the miraculous ones that never really had the super super dark moment. You know, I've even written about it in my book. My mom, I think my mom told you this at the Francis show about when I was going through it. and I first came out of the coma. All I said was, "What do I got to do to be normal again?" That's all I cared about. I never said, oh, poor me, or look at these burns, or look at these scars, or man, I'm fucked up, or none of that. I always was like, all right, what's the, what's, what do I have to do to be normal again? And that being said, I can remember many a day that I sat around and I couldn't do anything else because I couldn't move because I was so burned up, just sitting on a couch wishing my heart would stop. Just wishing because I hurt so bad. I was like, you know what? Death would be better than this, you know? And I never really vocalized it too much. And I never really had like that suicide. I didn't have a suicidal thought per se. I just kind of was like, man, it really wouldn't suck if I, if this just ended. Yeah. I, I never, I did have a, a few definitely dark times, man. Sure. And I ain't going to lie because it got really lonely around this house by myself. Yeah. You know, the kid off at school or whatever, and then my wife working. And there were times where my daughter was on vacation. She was gone for literally a month. I spent time with my dad and stuff. Right. And there were times of just sitting here all alone, dude. And look, I, I would kind of classify it the way that you did. I never thought about, hey, I'm going to go downstairs and just end this. Yeah. But there were definitely times where I sat there and, and cried and wished that it wouldn't have kept going. Sure. <laughs> there were times I wished that. Why didn't they just let me go when I was in the back of that freaking ambulance and just mm-hmm. say enough is enough? We're not going to put this poor guy through all this. Stuff. Yeah, 
Now, in the long run, I'm so happy that they did. And, man, the alternative would really, really suck. And sure. I'm happy that I'm here to be with my family. I'm happy that I'm here to be you know, with my friends. I'm happy that I'm here doing the show with you. But there were t- some times that, wow, it was dark. Of it course. Was really, really dark. Dude, my. You can't see a, you, I couldn't see a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. You shined a flashlight in my face. Uh, of course. Yeah, you can't see it. You can't. Because the first thing that you see is the guy that's holding that fucking flashlight has two legs. <laughs> and it pisses you off. And don't say it didn't because I know it, dude. When I was going through my shit with the burn accident, I looked at people, and I ain't proud of it, but I'll admit it. I looked at people that I knew had done some shadier shit than I ever did. Like, I went through that whole process of, you know, first it was God, and then it was spiritual, then it was, you know, what did I do to deserve this? And But, you know, and everybody does that. Everybody does that. And I got into a period where I would see some other people that had their lives just sailing along without any problems, and I was like, you motherfucker. I know for a fact that you cheated on your wife 4,000 times and you robbed from somebody and you stole and you did every despicable thing that I did not do. And here I am cooked on a barbecue, you know, and, and, and that's tough. And it is hard, hard, hard to, to look past that and not judge the next guy when you're going through it in real time, it is unbelievably hard. I've seen people that walk into the gas station and they're buying a whole pizza. I know this this guy's gonna eat on his own with mm-hmm. his giant fucking pop and his candy bars on the side. Yeah, and I'm going, man. You can't even see the guy's feet because uh, his legs are so big. And I'm going, well, how did he get to keep his? Yeah, <laughs> and mine's gone. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, it really against that that person. I mean, shit. I didn't. I probably caused a lot of this myself. And it sucks that I stepped on a nail. That kind of aggravated the situation. But there's a lot of things that I I, I probably should have done differently. Now, yeah. Gunner's right here. Ancient history. Now, God provides stuff. You have better things coming together. Better job. New house, etc. Look, I am not bitching about my life. No, I think that God definitely had a plan for me when it comes right down to it. When I think about it. Like I was just talking to my dad about this on my way home today. Yeah. There's still shitty things going on in my life, but there's shitty things that go on in everybody's life. Of course. Mm-hmm. It, no, you're right. As far as God's plan for me, if you wanted me dead, I'd have been dead because mm-hmm. I was that close to dying. Same as you. Yeah. I was in that exactly. coma and I was ready to go. But I've stopped doing some of the things that I was doing that was shitty, whether it was drinking or smoking cigarettes, that kind of stuff. I've stopped eating the way that I was eating. Not perfect, but I still, you know, better than I was. I think it's brought me closer to my wife in a lot of ways because now we communicate sure. a lot better than we used to. Mm-hmm. I've, I've gotten closer to my daughter, and our relationship is better. I think that I've become a better friend in some instances, and sure. I've become a better person in some instances. And, well, and so, you know, I, I know that no matter what happens with this job that I have now. Or what happens in my life? I know that there's there's some kind of plan, and if not, it is what it is. Yeah. I'm gonna try to enjoy my life as much as I can. Till of I course, can. dude. That that was the biggest thing that changed for me. Was I'm a pretty smart guy. I don't. I'm not gonna 
toot my own horn or anything, but you know, I'm pretty smart. You know, I can, I taught myself how to be a computer programmer. I've built businesses. I've written books. I've done smart people things, you know, pretty successfully on, on a lot Absolutely of fronts. The day that I got burned at my job, I was working in a steel mill and this is nothing against steel workers, but I literally took that job because I didn't want to think. That was, I, I remember telling my, my wife that. I remember telling her, I'm just going to take this job because I don't want to. I had been working other jobs where I was like entry-level computer guy and this and that. And I told her, I said, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to think. I just want to go, go someplace, mindlessly make my money, and come home and go to bed and wake up tomorrow and do it again. That was my mindset. As long as you've known me, which is, what, 20-whatever years or so now. Yes. Have you ever known me not to have multiple things going on? No, no you're one of the hardest pe working people I know. Yeah. I, I learned yeah. that from my burn accident. With my burn accident, they told me flat out, they said, you have one year. And anything that you don't get fixed, that you, you don't accomplish within that year is permanent damage. They're like, you can get your fingers to work right again, but you got to work. You got to show up every single day for therapy. You got to go through it no matter how much it hurts. You got to you gotta show up for every appointment. And I did. Pretty much, almost, almost universally, I did. I had a couple weeks that I didn't, but, you know, when I was taking too many Percocets or whatever, but, um, <laughs> but, um, but I mean, for the very most part, I, I did everything that I was supposed to do, which was intense. It was 14 months, six days a week, 10 hours a day at the hospital, 14 months. I mean, it was a ridiculous amount of rehab, but I did it because I didn't want to lose anything. Right. And I was told that I was for sure getting my pinkies cut off. They were 99% sure they were cutting off my arm and that if I worked real hard, I might walk with a four prong walker. That was the diagnosis they gave me. And none of it is true. There you go. None of it is true because I worked through it. And, you know, but going forward after that, once I got past all the surgeries and all the stuff, then it was like, well, what am I going to do now? I can't just stop. You know, I'm used to working 18 hours a day, 19 hours a day. I got to find new challenges. And I have ever since, whether it was doing radio on WMMS or on 92.3 or pitriff.com or my magazine that I had at one point or, you know, building the CMS network, building the TV network, writing these books. Pinball PA. Pinball PA, building an IT business. Now I'm building this business with the royalties for, for bands. Now I'm building another business with Billy. I learned that from this change that I had to, had to take, which is, like we said, a life-changing event. And I'm better for it. You know, I'd, and I would never curse anybody to go through it. Never would say, hey, let's get you a 7,200-pound molten shower. Let's get you there. It'll fix you. But, but man, I, I don't look at it as, as that big of a negative other than that, 
other than those two years and other than little knickknack shit that goes on, you know, with with skin irritations and shit. I'm in a way I'm happy that it I'm happy that something happened to put me on a successful path. There you go. And you may be the same exact way, dude. I mean, that's the plan. Well, and and again, the 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 other piece to your puzzle is Jesus, dude. It ain't been that long. I know. You know, I just told you I did fourteen months of rehab. You're not that far past that. What are you at? Two year under two years, right? Under two years. Yeah, I mean, it'll take it'll take some. It took me a bit. It took me a minute. And I had the most positive attitude of anybody anyone's ever known. You know, it takes a minute. It's tough. It's hard. But you'll get you'll get there. Or you'll disappear. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. But um Yeah. Um uh, I mean that's that's really what it is. It's all about it's all about you know working through and getting happened. I don't know. I didn't touch anything. Oh well, so I was gone. Yeah, I was like, okay, well, so much for that. But, but yeah, you'll get there, bro. And you are getting there. You've already made tremendous strides. I mean, look at how far a year ago, one year ago from today, you were like on the phone. And I'll pull back the curtain. I don't care. You're like, got to find some fucking sponsors, dude, or I'm not going to be able to, I'm going to be homeless. You know, you were thinking about being homeless. Yes. You know, and we were all trying to hustle to find any sponsorships or anything we could do to try and build the show. Me, you, and Mike. You know, and um, and look where you are now. You got a gig with a, you know, a pretty prominent show. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not, is it Triv level? No, but it's a pretty prominent show. I mean, Bob Franz is a pretty good name in this town. Speaking of, uh, join us tomorrow at 11 o'clock. Bob France will be talking to Senator Ted Cruz. Wow, look Ted at Cruz. that. Very good. Speaking of sponsors, yeah, got to get this one in here real quick. All right. Hang on. Sponsor alert. <laughs> He's making it known. Black Friday special Wolf Creek Media. $5 custom tees with 50-piece order. Go, to, uh, go wolfcreek.com. Go wolfcreek.com. We'll play the commercial yeah. a little bit. but Sure. Tom and Wolf Creek Media offering a special there, five dollar custom tees. That's nice. The fifty piece order. It is. I mean, he does quality work. Oh yeah. I feel bad though because he made a shit ton of uh, <laughs> Seth <laughs> just Selka sweatshirts and t-shirts and stuff, and uh, a lot of people bought them. Unfortunately for them, and well, now I I'm guess sure. it's worth more money. I'm sure the Ethiopians a, will love them. <laughs> I have a box of them sitting in my fucking closet downstairs <laughs> that nobody's ever going to touch. Dude, you so should just donate them all to the Goodwill and, and just wait till you see somebody in Zimbabwe or somebody wear, <laughs> yeah. wearing a Seth and Chiselka shirt. <laughs> I see some homeless guy in downtown Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> or you could do that, dude. I know that's a joke, but it's not a terrible idea. Go down there and just hand them out to homeless guys. Hey, I am gonna. I'll probably donate them because I'm. What am I gonna do with them? Yeah. Hey, what are you gonna do? Or fire but, starters. But how 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 fun would that be to just push give them to homeless guys and like you see coverage of the the tribe or something? You know, after a game they get the reporter out there. You see a guy walking by with the Chiselka and and Seth shirt. <laughs> Shopping cart. Exactly. That'd be great. Oh man. <laughs> But anyways, they do really good quality work. They do. Uh, so they are quality shirts and quality sweatshirts and everything else there. 
Black Friday special, Wolf Creek Media, $5 custom tees, 50-piece order. Go WolfCreek.com. Go WolfCreek.com. So, there you go. Very good. Thank you, Tom, for uh, chiming in there. Appreciate it. Tom's got a band, too. You got to check out. Fifth Wheel? I don't think they play anymore, though. Well, he's get, I, he's either getting ready, and he can put it in here, and we can put it up. He's either getting ready, or he has put video of the reunion show together. Oh, I that's believe. good. Yeah, I believe that I don't I, I I saw it. It flew by in Facebook and I wasn't paying that much attention, but it's either the it's either happening or has happened that there's a video or some video of that show. So, you know, that's cool. <clears throat> Everybody wants to talk about the Browns, I guess. So, well, yeah. We can talk about the Browns or the or you can just disappear again. <laughs> Well, so much for that. Um, I don't know what's going on with Seth's uh, <laughs> this computer. What are you doing over there? I don't know what's going on. Maybe, maybe, maybe. It, it might be the new mouse. I keep hitting <laughs> It's probably the new mouse. We use this thing now. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding it while we're talking, and then I must be clicking something and it's taking me out of here. Here, I'll click. New record coming soon from Fifth Wheel. New merch video of show. There you go. Fifthwheelmusic.com. Fifthwheelmusic.com. Good stuff. All right. Let's take a quick break, I guess. And uh, we'll talk about the uh, Browns and the Buckeyes. Yeah, Browns and Cincinnati, too, if we want to all of them lost. Did you watch the uh, the Buckeye game? I don't really watch. I mean, it was on. I don't care. I'm not a college football guy at all, but I I saw it. And just a few. All right. On. Does your company need fresh teas? Have you paid an arm and a leg for the ones you have? Worried about poor quality when you pay less? Stop worrying, Northeast Ohio, and visit us at www.wctees.com. At Wolf Creek Media, we're family-owned, we offer simple pricing, and we're fair and honest. We even have an in-house graphic designer and cover all your apparel needs. So if you need t-shirts, hoodies, banners, or any other type of printing, call us at 330-353-9695 or visit us at wctees.com. That's wctees.com, a proud sponsor of The Seth Williams Show. KRFK Radio has the best hard rock and metal on the planet. Featuring Joe Elliott, Def Leppard vocalist and host of the Joe Elliott Radio Show. Are you serious? Eddie Trunk, host of the biggest metal programs ever on radio and MTV. Charlie Kendall, creator and host of Metal Shop. For adults only. Dee Snyder. Twisted Sister vocalist and host of the House of Hair. Any questions? Ron Keel, the metal cowboy. Ron Keel band vocalist and host of Streets of Rock and Roll. And boss of this here outfit. L.A. Lloyd, host of the Rock Countdown. And here comes the best part. The Classic Metal Show with Neely and Chris Aiken. And Hairball John. Am I on the air? Together, they reach all, and I mean all, hard rock and heavy metal fans. And you can only find them all together here on KRFK Radio. 
There's no place like home. And whether it's furniture, artwork, home accessories, appliances, or that one-of-a-kind collectible, Yellow Brick Road Online Auctions allows you to find everything you need from the comfort of your own home. The owner of Yellow Brick Road Auctions has been conducting online estate auctions for over eight years by providing homeowners with a stress-free process to liquidate all items that have accumulated over the years. I'm Melissa Mendici, owner of Yellow Brick Road Auctions. Log on today to find your heart's desire. Yeah, I forgot to put us back. Hey, how you doing? Hey, welcome we're here. Back to the show, the Seth Williams Show with Chris Hagen. Yes, sir. Uh, you responded to people uh, talking about going to speak at a burn unit. Yeah, I, I have. I've spoken at the burn unit several times, and you know, I, I've gone there and donated books. And obviously, I donated books here on this show when yes. when you and Mike had um had the the nurses from the burn unit on. And I donated a case of books to them then, too, as well, to give away to people. And, you know, I, I'm always willing to go and speak to people. And, you know, I, it's a weird thing, dude, because w when you get to the other side, which I think of, I think I'm at the other side of it. I'm not a burn victim anymore. You know, I'm a, I don't even like to talk burns, especially. I mean, I, I'm, I'm obviously I'm not shy about it, but I, um, you know, there, there's a lot of people, and I'm sure you've run into this too with the, you know, amputation people. There's kind of two types of people. There's the type that get over it and move on as best they can. Yeah. And then there's the type that it is now their life. Yes. Where they can't, they literally can't have a, you say to them, like if, if if you said to a to an amputee, hey, you want to go to the movies? I hear that Oppenheimer movie is great. Their response would be, I'd love to, but I don't know that I can get in because I'm missing a leg. Right? Yes. Yeah. There, there's those types of people, and and the same thing. It's the same thing with the burn with the burn people. There's burn people that, you know, you ask them if they want to go to the movie. I just don't think I can handle people looking at me and staring and seeing my, my burns. And, and then there's me who just doesn't give a shit, you know, that would, that wears, you know, shorts and t-shirts all the time, even though the scars are wide open to see, I don't care. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing I think is funny is that people like pretend not to notice. It's like, you can see that I have no leg. I wear shorts all the time because it's easier yeah. for me to wear stuff like that than it is to put pants on, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. uh, and so <laughs> the other day, somebody said, I was talking about, they said, oh, they, they like, I have a Superman lanyard that I wear around my neck that has my keys attached for the sure. car. And, oh, is he like Superman, huh? I was like, well, yeah, you didn't notice my leg? It's somebody, my job. I like, <laughs> oh, I never even noticed that. Get the fuck out of here. You didn't notice. You it's absolutely like did. Four or five months. <laughs> you, know, you see me every day. I never right. noticed that. Yeah, okay. Like, right. it's okay to look. It's okay. I don't care if you stare at or ask me what the hell happened. It's not a big deal. I mean, but a lot of people, it would be. I and joke that, around about it. I of course. No I mean, it is what it is. Dude, my doctor, my doctor, when I was going back and forth, I was going to get a I came up due for a license plate, like or, or license renewal. And I was going to get, I actually looked into it. I was going to get the license plate crispy, <laughs> which I thought was funny. You know, I and I, I mentioned it to my doctor, and he told me that he would not see me anymore if I got a license plate that said crispy. But I thought it was funny, you know. I mean, <coughs> you can't dwell. 
<coughs> you can't choke to death either, but you can't, you can dwell on it. And if you do dwell on it, it takes over your life. Yeah. <coughs> you have to do what you got to do as fast as you can to get past it. Okay. You got dealt a bad blow, but it's no different than the guy that broke his, his ankle and walks with a limp the rest of his life. Or the guy that can't straighten his arm because he's in a car accident or something. You know, it's all kind of the same. We've all been through some shit. All of us. Everybody. And and you can either get through it and and have some fun with it or not. We've you know all what I mean? People, we've all dealt yeah. with death and hurt and illness and everything else. It's mm-hmm. life. You know, I wanted to license plate. It said IHOP. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's funny. And I think it's funny. <laughs> when somebody asked me the other night, we were at uh, on Wednesday night. We went out to uh, the Billy's Martini Bar out in Menor. Okay, yeah. Movie yeah. Skew play. Yeah. And we're out there, and somebody's like, "Aren't you going to get up and dance?" And I showed him my leg, and they're like, "Oh, I'm sorry." I was like, "No, no." I was like, "I was going to show my wife my dance moves, and right. I lost my leg, man. It just sucked. <laughs> I didn't get to show her beforehand." He's like, "Why are you laughing about that?" I said. Because it's a joke. It's a joke. I mean, it is what it is. And they were apologizing to me because they didn't know yeah. that I lost it. Well, you didn't know that I lost a leg. It's fine. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Dude, I, I had the funniest ones to me are, and I've had it a few times, when because I always wear short sleeve shirts pretty much all the time when it's not winter, when it's not fucking 28 degrees or whatever it is today. Yeah. But, um, you know, and, and especially on this arm, I mean, you can see it. You can just see the. The scars are everywhere. You know, yeah. it's all it's all graft. And a couple of different times, like in a grocery store or whatever, I've had little kids be real loud with their moms. What happened to that guy's arm? You know, <laughs> you know, and and the parents come up to me like, oh, I'm so sorry. I, I can't believe she said that. And I'm just like, what is the big deal? Yeah, it's no big deal. Yeah, it's I like, had a kid the other day. Said he's dad. He's got a robot leg. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What's yeah, it look I mean, like? Yeah, I mean it, it's it's it, it and it's hard to explain it to people because I think people's intention is is good intention. Nobody wants to make you feel bad. That's why they do the whole fake stare thing, yeah. where they're not. You know, the minute they catch you looking, they turn away like they're oh, not yeah. looking. You know, you get that all the time too, and and I think the intention is good. There, you know, there there's kind of a automatic curiousness to to look. Yeah, but at the same time, you don't want to you don't want to be so obvious to make the person feel uncomfortable. But there was a guy that came up to me the other day because it happens quite often where a guy, especially older gentleman, will come up and ask if I was in the service. Or something. Yeah, sure, I'll bet. But this guy came over to me and. I'm like, oh my god, I'm going to answer some kind of question, which is fine. I don't care. But yeah. he's like, "Are you Seth from the Troop Show?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Oh man, it's so great to meet you. I love Trip. I love listening all the time. It was nice to get that as opposed to sure. Hey, what's going on with that leg? But I don't care. It doesn't people can say whatever they want? They can come talk to me or ask me a question. And I don't care. Yeah, well, I'll take it off for the kids. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, dude, it's you can't dwell on it. I mean, come on." If you dwell on it, you'll be like Deshaun Watson dwelling on his store, stupid sore shoulder. Uh, my sister-in-law lost her leg a month ago. Same reason, pretty much as Seth. She was out dancing in her wheelchair two weeks after. Good for All her. All about attitude. Absolutely yeah. good for her. 
Good for her. And she'll yeah. be one of those that gets through it. Yeah, you have to. You got to keep pushing. Mm-hmm. It is what it is, man. You got to deal with your life. That's uh, right. Speaking of, we have to deal with the Browns. And uh, we're not. This record's going to be absolutely closer to what I predicted than what you predicted. They're not going to mm. win another game this year. I'm going to lose a big one to Denver. And I listened back to the tape. You said that Denver sucked and the Browns were going to win. Did I? Yes. Because I would have swore I said, I I know somewhere in there, I, I know I at least said I wasn't sure this week because I had watched the Broncos last week and they were better. Oh, they were better than I thought. I didn't listen to anything. I was going to say, I, I'm pretty sure that I said Denver was going to win. <laughs> I said I wanted the Browns to win. I always want the Browns to win. But I'm pretty sure last week I said Denver only because I watched them the week before and I was like, man. They look a lot better than what I thought they were, and well, they were, but we sucked. Let's see. How many people do we have still on the team that isn't hurt? Well, I just got a text from um, from Bloom Doggy John that said that the report is out that Miles did not have structural damage. No, he's day-to-day. He's day-to-day with injured shoulder. May play on Sunday against the Rams. He better play. He was in a car accident last year, and he played. Look, this team is is not going anywhere. Now you're hey, going to have to start Joe Flacco because it's Joe Flacco's team, baby. DTR or whatever his name is. He stinks. He stinks. He was having a good. No, he wasn't really. He was having an okay game. No, he, he was having a not a, very good a crap not, game. Not good. He's not. And, Kevin Stefanski though, he sucks. So, second time in two weeks. He did something that even a rookie coach wouldn't do. So, on you you watched the game? Yes. You saw the play when DTR got his bell rung and got out of the game. Yes. So he brings in PJ Walker, who has not thrown a pass in the game. Yeah. And what does he run? A fucking flea flicker. <laughs> Doesn't let him take a snap or two to get comfortable. It's handed off to, I forget who he handed it off to, who then handed it off to Kareem Hunt, who then pitched it back to him to throw a pass on fourth down. Yeah. What the hell is Stefanski doing? And then how about that play where he did the reverse or whatever to a guy that hadn't touched the ball again, hadn't ran the ball all game. Yeah. And he does the reverse. That guy fumbles the ball all over the place. (laughs) He's a bad coach, and this is a bad football team. It could okay, be a good football team. But the defense is okay, but now it's too hurt to, to be all right. And they have no quarterback at all. They screwed themselves for years to come with this quarterback situation. Yeah, I, hey, I'm not arguing that. I will, and I'm, I have been super vocal for now eight weeks. When it first came up that Watson was hurt, I was like, they got to go get a quality backup quarterback. And they've been rolling with... Guy that's never played, and guy that was a washout in the XFL. You know, they, they should have had Nick Foles signed two months ago. Well, but yeah. they didn't because they're looking at next year's freaking cap because of fucking Watson, 
and they don't want to put any more money into the quarterback position. This is now Joe Flacco's team, so we're going to see what this guy can do. Well, at least he's won a Super Bowl. I at least, I at least have some hope. I have more hope with Joe Flacco being able to manage a game than I do DTR. And I'll tell you what, they must have burned the tendons or the whatever part of his fingers that made him feel the ball with Njoku when he blew himself up on his grill a month ago. This guy went from being awesome to being terrible. Yeah, He drops more passes than anyone in the league. You know why? Because I have him on my fantasy team. And everybody that I have on my fantasy team... Sucks ass. Pat Mahomes <laughs> is having the worst season I've ever seen this guy have. I had him one year, and he gave me like 50 points a game. Not this year. Not this year at all. I blame uh, Taylor Swift on that one. <laughs> Don't say that loud. Your, your, your daughter going to come up there and kick you. Yeah, screw that team with that stupid-ass Taylor Swift going on, ruining these guys <laughs> playing football. Yeah, the Browns, the Browns were... I never felt like they were going to win yesterday, did you? No. Like, honestly, like, there was never a moment that I was like, okay, they're going to come back now. They just looked shitty yesterday. When they blew that two-point conversion to tie the game up, I was like, that's it, it's over. They're not, they're yeah, not. and what was that about? How, how does Amari Cooper, who catches everything thrown at him, and he drops it in the end zone? Now he's hurt. Now he's hurt. Denzel Ward is out. Miles is playing out there with one stupid arm. <laughs> you know, it's like DTR has a concussion. Uh, PJ Walker plays like he has a concussion. Well, it says Amari uh, Cooper's x-rays are negative. So, Well, that's good. That doesn't mean he'll be any good this week, though. He's still going to be all sore with rib pain or whatever. Man, this team is something. But isn't this just typical Cleveland? Isn't oh, it just look. It just sucks, man. I. It's so depressing, because on paper, and I know you don't believe this, but on paper, this is a damn good team. Maybe so. Maybe, so, but on paper, it doesn't win you championships. No, I and, get it. You know, I'm gonna go and I'll tie this in with the Buckeyes because the Buckeyes lost again to Michigan. And we talked about this this morning. Bob France has a completely different opinion than what I have mm-hmm. on, on what happened. And he put me on the air to talk about this today because Bob was upset. Buckeyes lose again. Okay. And he went online on the Facebook and every other post was um, fire Ryan Day. and fire Ryan Day. Right. And you know, I and he says, what the hell are you doing? You know, are these fat people like me sitting on their couch on Facebook saying that this guy should be fired. What the hell do you know about football? And what the hell do you, this guy prepares all day, every day for the entire year to go out there and beat Michigan. And you know, sometimes it just happens. Sometimes it doesn't happen. So you don't fire the guy just because of that. Now I'm going to say the other thing. One, leave the quarterback alone. He does suck, but it's his first year playing. Yeah. All right. You're talking about a guy that's a kid 21 years old, thrust onto the national spotlight. Yeah, played in front of 100,000 people a week. And I think that it may have been a little bit too big for him. Yeah. He's young. He's got to grow into that position. I think that he probably will. Hopefully he will. But when it comes to programs in college anymore, it's like having a professional team. You know, there is a bottom line. There are There is money to be made for these schools for achieving greatness. Mm-hmm. You know, this isn't 
you know, the Cleveland State Vikings basketball team. We're talking about yeah. Ohio State yeah. football. It's not the Zips. No, it's not Kent. Yeah. This is Ohio State football, and excellence is expected. Ryan Day has gone 56-7 and seven as a coach. Yeah. But Only three of seven those games. seven, but three of the seven are to Michigan. Three of those sevens are to Michigan, and then you have lost to Georgia, lost to Alabama. If you're not beating the big teams, then your job is on the line. Yeah, he's got to go. You can hire a half-ass coach that's pretty good, and with the talent that Ohio State gets to go out there and beat the Big Ten teams, yeah, other than Michigan, I mean, you could beat up on Rutgers all day long. But if yeah. you can't beat Michigan, you can't beat Bama, you can't beat Clemson, you can't beat. You know, the big schools, Georgia, then you have to go. Yeah. Well, dude, think of it even with the Browns. And, and we've obviously had 400 coaches here since 99. If any of those coaches would have had their same 3 and 13 record that they had, but they beat Pittsburgh twice and Baltimore once, they would have never been fired. They would have kept their jobs. Probably. They would have to, no probably do it. You have they, to win the big games. You, you have, have to have win the games that, that matter to your fans and will keep your fans spending money. And Ohio State went what? I don't really follow college football, but Ohio State went what? Like 10, 11 years in a row without losing to Michigan? Uh, it was some years. long amount of time, right? Urban Meyer was, you know, I don't think he lost to Michigan. I'm not sure. Yeah, and, and the guy before him didn't lose to Michigan. Yeah. Yeah, the guy that, that was, like, cheating or something, wasn't he? I trust that he had some issues, but I don't think he was necessarily cheating. But, yeah, you have to – when you are Ohio State, you're expected to win and win big. And, you know, you are going to take the loss on occasion to to Michigan, but you can't keep losing to Michigan. You right. Losing to these big schools in the playoffs or in a national championship game, you got to win the big ones. Right. And so I disagree with Bob. I know I'm a fat – Loser with the gut hanging over and you know, <laughs> talking football. But my wife said she would divorce me if I was commenting on football games on, online. So I'm going to not do that. But I think you got to win these games. Now, I don't take, again, I don't think the, the poor quarterback, man, is taking probably some shit for throwing an interception at the end of the game. He's 21 years old, man. You got to cut that kid some slack. I don't think he's very good. I don't think he's ready yet. But that's the position he was in. You got to step up. You got to take it. I don't think you should take the shit for it. Yeah. People are saying that the YouTube dropped. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that's about, but whatever. I just it's looked still, on Rumble. It's still going. It's on CMS TV as well. So still checkmarked above. Yeah. So that's why you don't watch on shitty YouTube. Joe says it's on their end. And Seth is cutting in and out. I think I sound okay. You sound fine to me. And everything is, I'm looking at it right now on cmstv.net, and it's there. Chris, it's silent. It's got to be a YouTube issue. It's got to be a YouTube issue. It's you. Well, let's put it here. It's YouTube. cmstv.net. SethWilliamsShow.com. The SethWilliamsShow.com. Back now. says. Yeah. That's why you don't watch it on YouTube. Because <laughs> YouTube stinks. For the snow moving in already. But yeah, I, I, think, <laughs> uh, I, I definitely think that. You know, like, I don't want to see Ryan Day fired. I like the guy. He seems like a decent coach, but 
if you don't win the big ones, and people are like, well, who are you going to get next? I don't know. There's always somebody out there to take Bound the job. Someone. So this was the thing that I brought up to Bob today, though, because mm-hmm. he was saying that no way should this guy be fired. Look at he's got like a ninety whatever percent winning percentage, and all this kind of. Okay, great. And he breathes and loves and bleeds football and Ohio State. Okay, yeah, great. yeah, yeah. Great. But what I said to Bob is, okay, I bleed, breathe, love radio, love it, love mm-hmm. his show, sure. love doing everything that I'm doing for the show, love being a producer for his show. But if I stop producing the big moments that need to be done, yeah, then I'm going to get fired. Of course. There's no way around it. If all of a sudden I just happen to screw up things and I, I don't, in the big moments, to get things done right, then what's going to happen to me? After a while, I'm going to lose my job. Yeah. Now, once or twice, I understand. Three times, maybe you understand. But if it keeps happening in the big moments where I'm screwing up, I'm going to lose my job. Yeah. Sorry. Well, dude, <laughs> dude. I, obviously, when I built Pinball PA, I ended up listening to a lot of their sports talk up there. They almost universally want Mike Tomlin fired. Mike Tomlin has had one, no losing seasons, I think. I don't think he's ever had a losing record in a season. Yeah. I think he's always been 500 or one over or whatever, but he's... But they can't stand him because he does, he hasn't won like ten Super Bowls. <laughs> you know they 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 want him gone. Yeah, because of that and yeah. that alone. And it's like, dude, come down here and see. You know, Mike Tom, Mike Tomlin would be a damn hero here. Now, in all reality, for me, I don't really give a shit. And when it comes down to yeah. it, I didn't go to Ohio State. Me either. <laughs> like I. I went to classes there. It's not like I have friends or that are there. I have friends that maybe went there. And sure. I'm sure. They're upset about the loss and everything else. But And also, when it comes right down to it, it's football. Mm-hmm. And it's just a game. And the electric bill still comes on Monday morning after the Browns and the Buckeyes lost. And That's I right. still got to go to work. And I still got to drive through that snow tomorrow. And I still got to do everything else that I got to do in life. And so getting all upset... Uh, yeah, it's just no good. Getting upset about a football game is just no good. No, I agree. It, it's. I wonder if YouTube thinks we're saying something that we're not supposed to say or something. <laughs> that everybody's getting knocked off, or maybe we got a strike during the show <laughs> for some of the old segments. Who knows? Stupid well, YouTube. Apparently, it's coming on and off though. I don't understand. Stupid YouTube. Now you're definitely going to get us kicked off. I don't care. Mine knocked off again. I'm curious. I don't know. I... You know, you're there. I see you. I hear you. Well, I'm going to try my phone, pull up YouTube, and while we're doing the show. Yeah, why not? That's I'm doing the same thing. I'm checking as well, making sure we don't have a content strike or anything. Doesn't look like it. Yeah, I don't know. Don't know what's going on here. I see myself. Whatever. New timeout lengths. You can now put people in timeout for different lengths ranging from 10 seconds to 24 hours. Ooh. How wonderful. Yeah, it's live right now. I'm hearing it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it does keep jumping back and forth. Yeah, there's got to be something going on. With. Yeah, it's something with YouTube. YouTube. Whatever. They're a bag of shit anyway, so who cares? I'm going to comment. 
<laughs> yeah, it keeps going back and forth. Mm-hmm. Well, I got to turn it off. Yeah, that would help. Look, see how you commented. Hi. <laughs> there you are. <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, the Browns sucked. The Buckeyes sucked. Now, what are you going to Buckeyes going to play? Some crap fucking bowl on. Yeah, the. the going to care about the Tostitos Doritos Bowl or something. I mean, I stopped getting upset. I even went, you know, I went to Ignatius where at Ignatius time, it was the best freaking high school football team in, in the country. A couple of different years while I was there. Sure. And so I loved watching the football, loved watching their games. I loved listening to their games on Saturday nights, Friday nights, everything. And then I realized that I did graduate from high school in 94. And so it really doesn't matter to me all that much whether they continue to win or lose or anything. I'll yeah. still support the team if they win or lose. It doesn't matter to me. But it does, I can't let sports affect my day. No. I mean, I do get bummed with the Browns take a tough loss. I will say that. I do get a little bit bummed. If I see the Browns take a really, really bad, should have won the game, lost on the last play, it bums, not, not enough to, not enough to, like, ruin my life but Are you used to it no nah, you know you never get used to sucking i think even people well, even I people mean, who suck don't get used to sucking hey yeah <laughs> i think so yeah well uh, i won't go there uh i i get you i've gotten used to it i don't, I don't care don't, i mean would i love to see the browns go to the super bowl of course they would yeah but i if I've gotten used to the fact that they are gonna just blow ass every year. I mean, so you got to you got to go through the suffering in order for the when it if it ever happens for it to mean something. No, see, I disagree. I think we have to go through the greatness to understand went, the suffering. We went through we went through a good amount of greatness with LeBron James, and neither one of us looks at that as anything but garbage. Um. My dad just sent me the ice shoes things. Oh, nice! So they're not coming coming till Sunday. So wish me luck tomorrow. But I appreciate that, Dad. Can't you work from home? No, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I appreciate that. Thank you, Dad. Yeah, that's uh, nice. Um, but I think that if we got to the Super Bowl, then the misery would be back for me. If they were great, got to the Super Bowl, lost it. Then if the next year they sucked ass, the misery would be a little bit. <laughs> but now I just don't care. The misery has been there, and it's just going to continue to be there. With LeBron, I didn't want them to win that championship because I hate LeBron. Yeah. So that meant nothing to me anyway. So the the losing really doesn't matter now. And actually, I like the Cavaliers more now than I did when LeBron was here. I think they're actually <laughs> more fun to watch. I wish they were a little bit better. I don't know how they're doing this year, but I watch games on occasion. I have I- not watched a... Since they started, since LeBron said, if you don't like what we're doing, then don't watch our games, I haven't watched their games. Well, that's gonna, what I was going to say next is that another thing that has kind of ruined sports for me is the social yeah. justice aspect of everything. I hate seeing shit on the back of helmets and stuff. I hate yeah. it when the MLB put stuff on the mound for Black Lives Matter. I hate it when there are signs and shit all over the NBA courts. Like I again, I just like going to a concert. I don't want to hear the politics. I go to yeah. escape the, what's going on in this country mm-hmm. when I go to like a football, basketball, or baseball yeah. game. I'm not gonna lie; I, it doesn't bother me a ton, but it still annoys me when I see that end racism thing on the in the end zones. Right? Because I'm like, okay, 
You've got 70,000 people in this stadium. 60,000 of them are white guys cheering for 22 black guys that are on the field. There's not a whole lot of racism going on here. Well, that's what I was going to say, too. It's like, wait a second, man. If there's racism, I want that kind of racism. Yeah, if there's, there's not. Guys, even the shitty players on these teams are making money that I will never see in my life. Yeah. Nobody is nobody. I listened to the whole game yesterday, and nobody said, you know why DTR sucks? Because he's a, you know. No. You didn't hear that. And I want to know what DTR's game check was for yesterday. Well, he'd like to know, too, since he can't think today because his head's all scrambled. What is his salary? Do we know? Probably rookie salary. I mean, he's, he's what, a second-round pick? Probably I mean, not a ton. Pretty decent, though, for just a well, I mean, It's more than me or you are making, but, I, I mean, as far as football goes. I put in DTR salary, came up with dietetic technician registered salary line. <laughs> Yeah, what's his name? Dorian Thomas Thompson, Thompson Robinson, something like that. Yeah, I gotta. Uh, that's not what I was looking for. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, uh, Google is not hip to what we call him here. Yeah. Well, they will be if he wins a championship, but before, but until then, it's not going to matter. All right, there we go, Jeff. Um, four hundred grand. Robson signed a four-year, four point one eight million dollar contract with the Browns in May. So his game checks about eighty grand per game. Per game, eighty grand. <laughs> yeah, I'd lick my own balls to make that in a year. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that you'd do that. Yes, I would. I for eighty like, grand. I might leave yours for 80 grand a year. For 80 grand? You don't know what I've made over my life. That would be oh a hell of a step up for me. Dude, let me tell you about making money. The more you make, you still stay at the same level. I'm sure you spend what you make. You stay at the exact same level. I mean, I'm I'm a touch more comfortable. I'm not I'm not, you know, balancing when I write checks so that so that I can put other money in to make them not bounce. Like I used to when I was young, you know, I'm a little better than that. I don't have three credit cards so that I can pay each one of them off each month without paying anybody anything. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, dude, I've made a good amount of money and I still have this. I still have the same amount of worry every single month. The kid got a $342,000 signing bonus. You just give me a signing bonus and I would do anything. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they asked of me. Hey, you give half of that to the government, probably another 10% to the agent, though. Okay. And I'm not trying to say he's broke. I'm not trying to say he's broke. I'm just saying that what? it We're sounds kidding. like a lot. <laughs> Man, the guy sucks. It he's sounds a like a lot. player and makes a ton of money. Come on. Uh, I, I'm not arguing that point. What I'm saying is it sounds like a lot of money, but at the same time, when, he's, when his bring home for the whole year is probably 400K, which is still a great amount of money, but he's running around with, you know, Deshaun Watson's and um, Miles Garrett's and, you know, those types of people that are, you know, making 50 times what he makes, you know, and they're telling him to pick up the check because he's a rookie yeah. <laughs> for the whole team. And it's, you know, it's a $5,000 bill at a restaurant or something. He's probably like, what the hell, man? 
you know, you know, think about think about on your salary right now. If you went out with twenty people and they told you to pick up the check, I uh, know. No, thank you. You'd be like, what are you nuts? You know. But that's that's again, and I'm not saying feel bad for the guy that he's broke. Right? He's certainly not broke. He's broken in his skull right now. But hopefully he's better. Hopefully he gets better. But he did get wrecked. Did you see that hit? Ooh, it's one play that I actually missed. I missed seeing that play. Can you, is it on there? Can we I don't know up? if it's up or not. But he got hit really hard. Let me see here. YouTube. Let's see. I haven't kicked myself out of the studio, so it had to be the mouse. Browns DTR hit. Let's see. Um. Oh, here it is. Present, share screen. Here we go. Has time. Nobody open. Flushed. Dancing all the way back to the goal line. Right there. As he gets rid of it. Oh, dude, he got smacked. And here comes a whistle. Watch this. Looks like there was a timeout before Boom. the snap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. First charge, time off, Los Angeles, 30 yeah. seconds. He's a young Attic, first down. Ugh. He led with his shoulder. Uh, yeah, I don't know, dude. That hurts. He got hit. He, he got, got hit pretty hit. hard. I don't know that that's worth $80,000. Uh, I'd take a hit like that for that kind of cash. Give me that $342,000 signing bonus, and I will let somebody. Uh. I'd let who? I'd let Miles Garrett. Take a running start at me and take me down. Right. For three hundred and forty two thousand. Yeah, it's uh I mean that's a hell of a hit though. He really did get hit pretty hard, man. <laughs> well, you know, this is football. And what yeah. happened to the, what happened to the good old days of football where you could hit hard like that? There were no penalties, it was just playing football. Yeah, I'm I'm and with you on that. It's like pussies anymore. Yeah, well, they're they're taught that way now, and not, and all this nonsense about every time anybody hits high, that's a flag. Enough, just enough of that nonsense. Let's play. I like the Jack Lambert days. Jack Lambert, Jack Ham. I like when those guys just damn near were murdering each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's the. F- and they How- didn't get paid three hundred forty-two thousand dollars signing bonuses. Well, and the thing the thing that cracks me up is that they make such a big deal about about this whole hitting hard and all this other stuff like like their sport is like the hardest hitting thing it's not it's, it's one of the least hard hitting things you know you're watching mma fight my god those guys are literally trying to kill each other they're literally trying to hit the guy so hard that he goes into a seizure falling down and they do they hit him and they're just unconscious before they hit the mat that's how hard they get hit so, and they don't make they don't make the money DTRs making. That's for sure. No. You what know. are your plans for tomorrow? You going out at all? Are you sitting back in the, in the cave? What is tomorrow? With snow hits. I ain't going out in that. Because you're piece. on the east side, right? Uh, um, yeah, like southeast, I guess. But. Yeah, so you're gonna get drilled. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I won't be going out. My commute won't change. <laughs> are you gonna shovel the driveway? No, absolutely not. Oh, are you going to shovel the sidewalk for, like, the mailman? Absolutely not. He drives. 
Uh, I do not do snow. I am stressing out, man. I have to admit, I am really stressing out. You realize one of the ladies at work said, well, would you like me to come in early and uh, I'll help you walk from your car? You know what your answer should have been? Yes. No way, man. Why? She's a sweet lady. There's no way in the world I'm going to ask her to hold my hand as I'm walking into the building. Would you rather fall? So now my plan is there's a handicapped spot that's next to a bunch of rocks. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to get, because the other, like the ramp to get into the building, there's like a ramp. So you got to walk up it kind right. of to get into the door. So that's not going to happen. So I'm going to park next to these rocks. I'm assuming there'll be enough snow on it to pack in so I can just kind of go over top of the rocks. Right. And there's a big like electrical generator kind of thing right there. Mm-hmm. So in the snow and the wet with my metal leg, I'm going to grasp onto this electrical generator. Oh, good. And try to maneuver my way through the rocks to the, where the sidewalk is to get into the building. I'm asking this because I don't know the answer, but is it too much of a hassle to take the chair and just wheelchair it? I, I, I guess, I mean, I guess that could be an option, but I don't know the, you know, Trying to get through the snow in a wheelchair might be kind of a difficult task. Yeah, but it might be better than falling. That thing could take a spill, though, too, but I guess that could be. It's probably less dangerous of it it spilling than than you just sliding, because you won't even feel your leg sliding, will you? No, that would be the problem. That's the scary part. Yeah, you know what, though? Look, you got to learn. That's it. I got to learn how to do it. That's really what it comes down to. It's not like you can literally say, well, I'm not going outside until April. Right. Well, that's kind of what I told my wife. I was like, I'm bitching and moaning about this, but it's like the second snow that we've had yeah. of the it's, year, and it's going to get nasty over the next uh, well, a few months. So, Well, it may. Who knows, dude? I Look, I'm so done with these weather guys telling me that the world's going to end with their weather reports, and then it's, you know, you see them, they say, oh, we're going to get 400 feet of snow. And then you get, you barely get enough to cover your car. It's like, just enough. Enough with your nonsense. What does that mean? I don't know. Skip the chair. You got this, sir. Go tackle it. And then I thought, in the front of the building, there's like an awning. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's a space, there's not an actual parking space, but there's this, like, an open space between, like, a pole and, yeah. like, a brick wall kind of thing. Like a brick pillar. Sure. And I thought about pulling my car in between that. <laughs> it's not an actual parking space, though, but it's still underneath the awning. Okay. And walking through that way. Why don't you just get a sled and you lay down on the sled and you have that lady pull you across? I thought about that, too. I thought about, like, getting, like, a... <laughs> Like a like a one of those plastic sleds. Yeah, I've been sitting it and trying to like oar my way with my. Yeah, cane. there you go. <laughs> so, I'm gonna kayak my way on the ground. That's right. To the door. <laughs> I've been thinking about all kind of different things. I thought about like getting like oh, two rugs, okay. Mm-hmm. And then putting one down in front of me when I get out of the car. Step on that one. And then the flip. Other rug down in front of that rug. Step on that one and grab the other rug, put it in. Sure, and just keep the flipping them. Keep flipping the rugs, going back and forth till I get in. I mean, I've thought about like bringing my own salt with me and salting in front of me until it melts. Right. And walking forward. And I was like, okay, it's going to take a while for the salt to melt it, so I might be there for a while. Right. 
So I'm, I'm doing all kind of different ideas in my head on how I'm going to actually make it into the building. You know, this maybe I should just fall and sue the hell out of the building for not being. Yeah, there you go. Like uh, handicap accessible during the wintertime. Does the building have a security guard? No. no. I was going to say, you ought to see if you can call the security guard and have him come out there and meet you. Okay, look. Tell me you need extra help. Yeah, but I, I don't want, like, I'm a man. I'm not holding on to some dude. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying to help you get in without falling. He can stand next to you so that if you start to fall, you fall into him. I mean, would I have a lawsuit, though, if they don't assault appropriately for me to get in? Hard to prove. What do you mean it's hard to prove? I'll have my phone. If I fall, I'm going to take a picture of everything. Yeah, unless you break your wrist. (laughs) I'll use my other hand. (laughs) Yeah, It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, just don't park on a hill. That'd be your nightmare. Well, that's the problem with the front of the building. It is a hill down. Okay, yeah. So like, and it overlooks like a little ledge of other parking. Right. So even like when I'm driving, if I don't put like the parking thing all the way up, it kind of slides forward. Right. And so, uh, yeah, the, the front of the building is no good. The back of the building is average at best. Right. So it's going to be a, a, a challenge. Yeah, you'll you'll work it out. Oh well. All right. Well, let's wrap things up. Everybody's having problems checking this whole thing out. Yeah, it's all good. On Rumble, which is never good. Uh, they don't even have a channel on Rumble, do they? Yeah, there is, but we don't even look at it. So, whatever. Side by side is there. We go. A four wheeler that can take people. That's what I need. Yeah. There you go. Now, if they could just buy me my own golf cart that I can park <laughs> next to, and then I can drive that up to the, the building, that would be nice. Yeah. You just need valet parking is what you need. That's what I need. Well, I even thought about that. I was like, maybe I'll have my wife drive me, and then she can just sit in the car. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she'd be thrilled yeah, with that every day. Real, I don't think she'd be real happy with that. Probably not. So we'll see what happens. Report it on Wednesday. There you go. Full report on what happens if I'm... Still walking. <laughs> Show up in casts. <laughs> <laughs> Ask Bob to come out. Yeah. No. I can just but, hear Bob now. The hell's wrong with you? You can't do it yourself? Jeez. Do I got to do everything for you? Yeah, I know. I don't <laughs> think that would go well. Uh, golf cart on steroids. I need something. I need a four-wheeler golf cart. Because I need the roof on top of it. Too. Right. <laughs> All right. Full report on Wednesday. We'll see what happens. Probably have something else lined up as well. Everybody have a great uh, day tomorrow. Be safe out there. Yeah. Thank you, Chris, as usual. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And we will, uh, God willing, talk to you Wednesday. See ya. See ya.